Welcome to the Infinite Dance. I'm your host, Carrie Arata, and this is your bonus episode, Am I a Mermaid? Earth Life of a Mintakan. So this is a bonus episode to the Starseed episode, episode 11. And yep, you guessed it. I am Mintakan. And if you have ever wondered, am I a mermaid? You know, or feel like you're a mermaid, like especially when you're swimming in beautiful, clear, turquoise waters. Most likely you're Mintakan. <laughs> so Mintaka was... in Orion's belt and it's known for having lots of clear blue waters, lots of beautiful turquoise waters um, with all kinds of sea life, dolphins, whales, turtles, sharks. Um, it is not there anymore. So a lot of Mintakans are, are also Pleiadian which is also um, a star system that's in Orion's belt. And a lot of times Mintakan star seeds have a tough time feeling at home here on Earth because they know that their star home is not there anymore. So a lot of times they're real good homebodies and like to really decorate their home and make it really comfortable, um, you know, indoor, outdoor furniture and decor, garden, um, etc. May even, you know, work from home. I mean, this is pre COVID. A, a lot of people are working from home, but, you know, drawn to working at home and prefers it that way. Again, everything water, so it, it attracted to water, not just being around the water, but getting inside the water, preferably clear, but any water will do. Um, as I will get into uh, my, um, the dry years and searching for my clear water. Um, aligned, Mintakans are aligned only to light. So um, we can have a really hard time with it anything super negative or um, harm. It's, it's really hard to see harmful things. Um, like for me, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to watch anything that's going to involve a lot of like shooting or um, harming somebody else. It's, it's just tough for me to watch. I've actually been known to, like back in high school when I would go to the movie theater and watch something like Die Hard, you know, where there's lots of shooting. It's funny. It was like popular at the time, but I, when there was a lot of shooting going on, I actually fell asleep. Like I actually just check out of that space. It's just, it's really hard for me to comprehend because like it just settled in my DNA. I don't get this. Right. Um, and dreaming of water, like a lot. And the dreaming of the water can be any kind of puddles, water slides, swimming pools. Um, it, it doesn't matter, but there's usually some kind of interaction with water um, in dream time too. So you're, you're constantly 
thinking back to that time, um, sees the good in people first and can forgive very, very, very easily. Extremely spiritual. Um, in fact, a lot of Mintakins will do spiritual work or that's a huge part of their life. Um, and it can have a strong need to express it. Um, Mintakins can be really bubbly and fun personality types, you know, kind of likes to joke and um, shine light around. Again, being aligned to light. So I was going to go into what a Mintakin life looks like. Um, of course, coming from my own, that's what I know the best is what I've experienced being Mintakin here on earth and going back to when I was two, I, my mother had to tell me this, but she said, you know, you just jumped in the swimming pool at the apartment we were living in and it freaked me out. And she said, I was just dog paddling away. I was fine. Like I wasn't like struggling or like scared or I didn't sink. She's like, you just knew what to do. And so, you know, here I saw this blue clear water and like, yeah, I'm getting in that. <laughs> so, you know, at a very young age, you're probably going to be very, very drawn to um, getting in water. And I just, I would swim at any chance I could get. Um, I grew up around a swimming pool. Um, so grateful. And I even, I think I was like nine and I started getting into, so I had some laps and like a 25 yard, one lap, um, 72 of those equals a mile. And I remember doing that with my dad and like, you know, having like a competition to see who could do it the fastest. Um, I just really enjoyed being in water. Around that same time, my family started to go to uh, Lake Tahoe, California in the summers. So I got to swim in this huge, beautiful, clear blue turquoise waters every summer that were vast. Lake Tahoe's huge. It's a huge, huge lake. And even it would get waves sometimes like later in the afternoon when the wind would pick up, which is kind of really cool to have, you know, waves in a lake. Um, <clears throat> there is, I've been to Lake Michigan and I know Lake Michigan is similar, has this very lake or ocean like vibe to it, even though it's a lake. Um, so that was always so, always looking forward to the trips to Tahoe to be around my beloved um, clear water and swimming for hours. I mean, I, 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 it never bothered me and still doesn't to get pruny or, you know, be in water for hours at a time, even really cold mountain water. It's such a, such a deep desire to be in it. It's, feels like home. It feels the most relaxing. It feels extremely comfortable. Um, I am literally in, in my happy place in clear blue water. I enjoy being around it, but being inside it is 
desired. Um, on the swim team in high school, I didn't love competitions. That wasn't, even though I competed like with my dad a little bit here and there, um, the swim team, you know, competing uh, was nerve wracking. I remember like being in the bathroom pounding, you know, Pepto-Bismol before meat. It was nerve. I was, I just got really nervous doing it. Right out of high school, I though continued with swim lessons. I taught swim lessons at various uh, country clubs and um, even a scuba diving shop. So when I was 20, I went down to Santa Barbara for college, Santa Barbara, California, gorgeous beach town. And I taught some lessons at a scuba diving shop. So I would teach in the morning, have a break in the afternoon, you know, probably three or four hours and then teach again in the evening on that same day. And I would go to the beach on my breaks. And most of the time I'd be in the water swimming in the ocean and just have the, the best memories swimming in the Pacific with schools of fish. Um, it, it, I just never tired of it, even when, you know, I got stuck in a riptide one time or, you know, had the ocean turn me upside down and throw me back on the beach with my bikini around my head, right? I, I still have such a deep desire to be in and near water and couldn't get enough, you know, go back for the afternoon, evening teaching and here I am in more water again. <laughs> so it was just absolutely um, no problem. Uh, the chlorine was a bit much in the swimming pools after a while, but still being near and in water was such a great and is still such a great desire. Then I came back up into Northern California. So Santa Barbara is Southern California. And I really feel like California is so big. It's like upper Northern California, Northern California, middle California, <laughs> upper Southern California and lower Southern California. I mean, it's just really so vast and so big. And and in high school too, I did go to Santa Cruz like every year for my birthday and that was a little harder northern ocean waters can be a little bit colder number one and my birthday is in springtime so it, sometimes it was a nice day and a lot of times it was raining but it was still so nice to be next to the water so after i was down in santa barbara i came back up to northern california and went to um near live living near bodega bay so again northern california um, pacific ocean water cold and this again was fantastic to be near but harder to get in um there's lots of sleeper waves in the northern california water and cliffs so if you walk off the edge of the the beach, it drops down real quick. So it's not like you can just walk out for a really long time. And there are some beaches around there, but again, it's cold. And this area happened to feed into the Russian river. And when a river feeds into the ocean, it is a great feeding ground for sharks. And 
so it was a little bit daunting to be in that water as much as I love water, but I was still near um, and would get in. Then I moved to Colorado and I was in Colorado for 15 years. I'm calling that the dry years <laughs> in Mintakan terms. Um, I searched high and low over that state for swimmable swimmable water to get in and it was harder to find. It's not like it's not there. It's definitely there. Um, it's not, there are some lakes that are clearer um, and they're usually on private areas or they're up really high. Uh, they have a lot of, um, lots of hiking in Colorado and a lot of it's at really high elevations and there's lots of alpine lakes up there. And I mean, you know, as much as I like cold, clear water, you know, up above 10,000 feet. I mean, that's even in the middle of summer, that's going to be super duper cold. The one cool thing though, and I lived in Southern Colorado and in the Denver area, there's a ton of hot springs. So I got really good at knowing all the hot springs and and around the area and oh my goodness i mean absolutely amazing my favorite is a hot springs called valley view hot springs and i would go every year for my birthday but not every single year but um in southern colorado i went to one called orvis is that right orvis am i remembering correct it is orvis so that one was in Southern Colorado. And my, my favorites are the ones that you can be naked in. So bathing suits are optional. And so, you know, it's going to take a, a certain kind of person that wants to, some people don't want to be around naked people or be naked themselves around people. So, um, but Valley View is my absolute favorite. Magical, um, sound great at Cristone Mountain Range down there. And... I literally would soak in those waters. I would usually be there for two to three nights and I would just soak all day and all night. I would get out to go to the bathroom um, to refill my water and, you know, have something to eat. So most of the time it was like a snack or, a, you know, granola bar or something. And then I would have like one meal so I could just spend the most time I could in the waters and while I was in Colorado, I had the pleasure of visiting Hawaii, thanks to my folks. It was a family trip. And I think I'd been in Colorado for about eight years at that time. And the first part of the trip, we stayed right on the ocean. We all rented condos. We were right on the ocean. We could walk to the beach every morning, walk to the Turtle Cove. Oh my gosh, it was heaven. And the boyfriend I had at the time, we decided to stay an extra four or five nights. And we were going to stay in an area of um, Maui called Lahaina. And it's the area we were going to stay in was a little bit up away from the water. Like it wasn't right on the water. And we stayed one night. And we're like, we got to go back. Like we need to go back actually right on the water. And our hosts were a little PO'd. We did that, but... We looked at them and we're like, we've been landlocked for, you know, eight years. So uh, we need to be as close as we can for as long as we can. I just want to wake up and roll over to the water. Um, 
it was just such a strong desire. And so that was amazing. Clear ocean water. You forget you're in an ocean sometimes. Oh my goodness. Another part of being Mentakan, star seed here on earth, boy, baths, baths, and more baths. Um, can't get enough of baths. That is my go-to to make myself feel better. I did um, manual, manual lymphatic drainage, post-operative care and massage for a good part of 20 years. And I never had any major injuries. And I really do think it's because I took time to soak in a bath and, you know, take care of, of my muscles so I could take care of my clients. And so now I am, I left Colorado and I am back near Lake Tahoe and Donner Lake in Northern California. And it is wonderful. The area I'm in right now has lots of smaller lakes all around that are clear and see-through. And that is just amazing. And then I can get over to my beloved Lake Tahoe very easily. And, you know, I'll go there with my siblings and my nephews and my niece, and we will just be at, at the lake for hours. All of us, no problem. You know, underwater handstand competitions. And one time I took my niece to uh, Tahoe, and we were there all day, just the two of us. We had our goggles, and we just, you know, mermaided it out for the entire afternoon. Uh, we might have come back and I don't know how to sip a water or something, but we just, you know, did our thing, swam. And it's just, if you have that desire and it's just no, no problem wanting to be in water for hours at a time. And it's a huge draw for you. Most likely you are Mentakan or have a large part of Mentakan, um, starseed and soul origin. And that's just kind of coming back to you or, you know, reminding you of home. Um, a lot of times Mentakans have longer hair. You know, again, we think we're mermaids. We are like, yeah, I'm a mermaid. And <laughs> it's, you, you just kind of embody that. And when I look back at past lives, on Mintaka, I have seen my soul twin who I am not in this life with. So, but he'll show me what he was like when we were together on Mintaka, which was cool. And then I will, I have visions too of being on the ocean with my soulmate. And, but I'm on, we're on Mintaka, we're not on earth. And interacting there and, you know, our life there and, you know, how we were, I mean, we literally like lived. I mean, it was just a part of life to live near the water and, and be on the water. And so that was really, really cool to see that and get reminded of, you know, 
just sitting in the sun on the, you know, on the beach, not like, uh, like on a beach, like on a towel. And I think I was like on a rock and just enjoying the sun on my skin and the smell of the sea and, and how much I love that smell still when I smell the ocean. I remember when I got off of the, well, Hawaii's its own little magical island, set of islands, but the scent of being near the water and, and all the plants that grow around, uh, just so familiar and so comforting. I felt so very comforted. So very, very aligned to light. Um, I get a lot of clients that will come that are Mintakin. You know, some of them that not so great things, you know, very extremely sensitive, extremely empathetic. Not that that's not great. That is, but again, seeing the good in somebody. So maybe feeling a bit of taking advantage of sometimes. Okay. Learning our lessons with that, but taking advantage of and learning a lot of our lessons through narcissistic relationships. And again, I'll have a whole episode on narcissism. You know, a narcissist isn't necessarily a terrible person. They, they, it's not like a lot of them, some of them are terrible. It's a spectrum again, but some, you know, they're they're That's just their second nature to be manipulative or to, um, you know, talk in a way to you that makes you feel like you're not what you said is, is crazy, right? Even if you know, it's the hundred percent truth. Always kind of saying like, maybe there's something, you know, wrong with the way you're thinking, right? Narcissists. But a lot of Mentakans will go through various relationships with narcissists, whether it's in a family member or a partner, husband, wife, uh, child, even to learn those, you know, lessons through that kind of relationship, right? Because if you're always seeing the good in somebody and you're like, oh, and I easily forgive, you're like, oh, then I'm holding the space and that's going to, you know, help this person not continue to do those kinds of things. But again, it's second at their DNA. Again, other other story. Uh, a lot of Mentalkins too can have some, not all. No, this is all because you know, we all have different experiences, but a lot have uh, tougher childhoods. Maybe there's some kind of abuse that they went through that they're processing and healing from. Again, if they do a spiritual uh, career or spiritual, um, you know, they share their gifts in a way where they're, they're around people and um, a healer or a, a Reiki or a massage therapist, even, um, they'll be able to empathize really well because they'll know exactly what, what their client had gone through. So they can really hold space for that. And that can be really important when healing from abuse uh, of any kind. So those are traits of a Mintakin and what somebody who has a lot, a high percentage of Mintakin in their soul, uh, 
origin their earth life is going to look like. So I hope you didn't enjoy this bonus episode about star seeds. I will do another uh, episode probably in April or May on star seeds. I'll go in depth on to some more star seeds and ones that you might be of origin or you might come across. And it's just so interesting what our souls do, how we interact with life and earth life. And so I, I look forward to, um, bringing you another episode next week. And I appreciate you coming over to this bonus episode and, and purchasing it. It is so very helpful to keep this podcast going. It's a labor of love doing this podcast. I do love it. And I appreciate all of my listeners, whether you're here um, for the bonus um, and for regular episodes. So very, very grateful and continue to keep asking all the questions to yourselves and others, and especially the question, may I have this dance?